Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And before we get into today's episode, I want to wish a happy birthday to all of our Virgos out there. It is now Virgo season. And we have the new moon in Virgo this Friday on the 30th. So happy birthday to all of our Virgos and for everyone, if you want more information about the energy of the month, don't forget you can access 30, um, almost said 30 days of transformation. That's not true. You can access creating with the moon and stars for free um, just by signing up for my newsletter at theenergeticalchemist.com and you'll also get access to 22 days of transformation. So be sure to go to my website to get that. Um, One other thing I just want to remind everyone, because now we are getting really close to the medical Reiki training with Raven Keys here in San Diego. So if you're thinking about joining us, be sure to register today. You can go to my website for information about that as well. It's right there on the homepage. Just click on the image that you will see that says medical Reiki. And I hope to see you there. So today we are going to talk to a beautiful woman named Gabriella Masala, and she is the creator of a book called Everyday Magnificent, Practices to Activate an Unlimited Life. So what this is, it's a journal, but it has all of these different um, activities that you can do to support yourself in expanding your mind and your consciousness. So there are some activities where you are literally creating art, free form. Um, There are some other practices that are related to self-connection, meditation, um, dancing, all sorts of things. But you'll learn more about that when we speak to her. So one thing I want you to know is that Gabriella has been steeping in universal wisdom teachings, expressive arts, and energy medicine for over 20 years. She is a lover of the creative process as a catalyst for evolution. She's very passionate about pioneering what it means to be fully alive and serving as a soul midwife for the birth of new paradigms. So you will learn a lot about her and her work, how this all relates to the quantum field and how it can accelerate your path, your clarity around your purpose and what it means to start living and creating differently. So I hope you all enjoy the show and I will see you on the other side. Hey, Gabriella, I want to first thank you so much for coming on Reiki Radio. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you. Yeah, I have to tell you, um, there's so much to talk to you about, just even based off of your book. And I want to show it to everyone first before we get into the conversation, Everyday Magnificent. And you are the author of this, and it's about practices to activate an unlimited life, which is a huge topic in so many arenas, right? But I wanted to ask you first, um, just so everyone kind of gets a little feel for your background, I know that you consider yourself a practitioner of expressive arts. So can you just share with us a little bit about your work overall? Sure, it has uh, morphed so much over the last many decades. In its current form, my work is very much about supporting Um, both individuals and collectives, groups, communities, to really light up with their genius, 
with the innate wisdom and gifts of what they know by heart and even what they came to this planet and this life to bring forth yeah. for their own development and journey as well as for the collective of our species and our planet at this time, which I think is such an exciting time to be alive. Uh, and so in terms of the expressive arts, my experience personally and then over decades of working with clients is that when we tap into the creative process, whether it's through writing, drawing, any mode or expression or medium of what we might consider the arts, dancing, singing, sounding, moving, expression, we tap into the creator life force energy we tap into creation as it's moving through us, through our own vessel of awakening and experiencing life. And we call it our creativity, right? But that really the bigger picture is about accessing um, our divine creative potential to be artists of reality, to be artists of our own lives and to create beauty, to walk in beauty through the world in ways that light us up express our soul's highest calling, our heart's deepest knowing, um, that which brings us joy, passion, pleasure, connection, communion, and also contributes to the larger field of humanity, of um, the earth, of our planetary family. So that's really what my work is about in a big umbrella way. And then it looks a lot of different ways. Yeah, you know, it's interesting hearing you say that because I think a lot of times when we hear creative expression, we tend to think of just something in the realm of, you know, more traditional art forms, right? Like whether it's music or drawing and things like that. And so a lot of people, even myself, um, I would have said like, no, I'm not an artist or I'm not creative. But when you put it in those terms, I think it's really interesting to get us to look at how we are creators on so many levels. And like you said, it's like this artistry of life. Definitely, definitely. And so there is, I think, um, for some of us, a deprogramming that needs to happen and unlearning from many of the conventions or conditions or narrow belief systems that maybe we haven't even known we've been functioning under that might say, I'm not a poet or I'm not a dancer or I'm not a singer. And yet when we look at um, peoples across the earth across times, all cultures have ways of connecting in dance, in song, in storytelling, in the sacred act of making art and giving offering that this is not only uh, art as survival and thrival, but that this is a way of communing and creating with our own life force, mm -hmm. as well as with the mystery of life. It's a conversation, it's an intimate relationship it's for everyone, right? It's for everyone. And I would come as far as to say in what I've seen as someone in the field of energy medicine, that it's essential, right. that we are not creating and in that flow. And even if it's creating family, children, a garden, a community, um, you name it, right? That everything can involve our, our innate creative artistic abilities. Yeah, you know, when you say that too, it makes me think of that feeling that comes up when we do lose ourselves like in dance or um, movement, sometimes song, whatever it may be. And I was just thinking of the contrast when you said that 
when I'm sitting on the computer, what that feels mm-hmm. like in my life force versus if I allow myself to step away and do something that really gets that energy moving and allows my um, state of mind to move into just like a space of wonderment and joy, just very much like you're describing. And what I found, um, I want to go into the details of your book in a moment, but you have something called sacred interruptions. And I found that that was a great way to help me throughout the day, especially when we start to feel kind of just in a rut or um, (laughs) not as joyous or uplifted. Yes. Yes. So this is, um, I think, essential in the world that many of us live in a more Western, fast-paced, lots of technology, lots of coming and going, lots of doing that's happening around us. And it's, uh, it is very normalized to kind of get taken into a very narrow-minded, even with our phones and our digital screen world, to get taken into a very narrow-minded um, beta and high beta brainwave mm-hmm. and a perception of um, being carried by what I sometimes call the trance of uh, the sleepwalk, the trance of normalcy, this this uh, agreement field that just gives a very limited band of what reality is. And yet we have infinite states of being. We have infinite emotional potentials as human beings. We have multiple dimensions at where we can perceive and experience life and energy. We have the entire natural world, right? This like outrageous, beautiful, living uh, dictionary of life force that is so far beyond the limited band of what reality might tell us is real. And so if we are in a trance of just believing that this limited, third-dimensional, technological, virtual, screen-based reality is what's real, it is not what we're wired for and it can feel collapsing. It can feel um, even disheartening, you know, so that it can be an instant, the sacred interruptions, as you know, just take a minute or two. We can even use our phones to set those interruptions and they connect us back to what's real at the heart of matter, getting out under the sky, connecting with the inner world and taking a pause and a breath, drinking some water and imagining you're being filled up with life force of the whole cosmos. Yes. One dance song, it doesn't take much, but if we don't interrupt it, we will be carried through the day and just collapse at night and forget. Yeah, and you know, this is something that I think is good to bring up for us as well, is these different states of consciousness we're able to access. And I think without paying attention to it, I mean, we just, we can get into that tunnel vision or that trance of normalcy, like you said, But when we have those moments, too, of freeing our mind or expanding our mind, I don't know that we always recognize that we're able to initiate that. You know, we just may think it was prompted by an event or a person or something external and not recognizing that can be done within our own system. So I have to ask you about this in your book. Um, It's so interesting because, again, I was like, I am not an artist. How am I going to do this thing? But you've changed my mind in a lot of ways. So I first want to ask you if you could share with everyone why you created this book and what it is meant to support us with. Great. Yes. Uh, So why I created it is um, I'd say two primary reasons. The first being that 
these practices and many more uh, that are constantly adapting and changing as I'm inspired and you're inspired are a collection of very simple and practical tools that we can use to tap that unlimited part of our nature. So yes, many of them, as you know, are expressive arts and meditation-based, inquiry and sentence stems and journaling and working with mandalas and working and playing, really playing with all kinds of practices to experience the fullness of our potential as humans. And this is my life's work. This is what I love to do to keep my own soul bubbling and on my playful, organic edge. It's how I work with my clients and have seen amazing transformation. And then the other piece is that um, over the last five or so years now, I've been integrating a lot of the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's one of my uh, dear mentors. I love the way that he articulates um, bringing the scientific and the mystical into a very practical daily way of activating our own inner genius and becoming reality artists of our lives. And so during these advanced retreats that I was on with him and receiving so many um, powerful insights, and I had the feeling of like, how can I live this into my daily life? How can I make this shift from a orientation or paradigm of a worldview that says that we're matter in a world of matter, what we might say is that Newtonian model of science where we are separate beings, where we're separate from everything else, to the quantum model of reality, which has actually been around since the 1920s, not something radically new, but just now making its way into the mainstream, where we are energy in a world of energy. We are not only connected to everyone and everything, but there is only one of us here. It's one giant field of unified energy with, as you said, infinite states and frequencies, and we can learn the formula on command with intention and surrender how to navigate through this field. For, for the purpose of what? For me, it's to create a magnificent life where we're in deep soul fulfillment of why we came to this planet at this time. And we're sharing that and contributing to the greater field in a way where we're lifting life up, where we're really uplifting and up-leveling the experience of what's possible for everyone and everything. And so that's what um, inspired me to create the journal. And that's what it's really meant to do. It's, it's the practices start to light us up and get us on track yeah. and remind us of who we are in this moment because we're such evolutionary beings that, you know, we're not who we were 10 years ago or the dreams we had even two years ago or two months ago, maybe. So it gets us current and on track. And then it starts to light us up to how do we bring this level of awareness, intentionality and surrender an intimate relationship with the unseen, the invisible, the wholeness of being into daily life. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the quantum field and it's interesting because we hear quantum a lot now and I think um, some people are like, what is that? And there are a lot of different, you know, ideas and schools of thought around things, but just like in a very basic level, like if we think of quantum theory and understanding the nature and behavior of matter and energy, it sounds like, I mean, when you think of it, of course, we're understanding the nature of us, right? We're both matter and energetic. And so what I found interesting about your book, and 
I think it brings people into the experience because we hear a lot of things, but once we have the experience of it, it changes the way we understand it, right? So if we bring ourselves into doing these very easy tools that you have laid out into giving ourselves the experience of perceiving differently and feeling differently and coming into connection with different layers of our consciousness, it then becomes this way of creating differently, right? You know, I often talk about creating from fear or like your heart alignment, but this is also very, another layer to that, I would say. It is. And it's really about the, you know, the words we want to choose to say the same thing, that even to start just where you completed that, we might say that fear is a more contracted, dense energy, mm -hmm. a slower wave of the multiple waves of energy that make up our being where it's the most dense particle reality. And that creating from fear is creating from separation, from lack, from scarcity. Right. But then creating from what you might call the heart, a much faster frequency, a frequency that's no longer particle-based, but energy, wave-based. Um, and that from that place, actually shifts happen much more quickly. And it's the unified energy. It's the, it's, it's the feeling of the us, the whole, the connection. So that is one beautiful way to look at it. And then, you know, studies have shown, science has shown, Einstein said it a long time ago, that the sole governing agent of the particle is the field. That actually we don't create from necessarily matter to matter creation is going to take a longer time and it's going to require force and effort. Mm -hmm. But creating from the field, from the pattern, the energetic pattern, not only is it an incredible, playful, alchemical adventure, uh, for me, it makes life much more exciting, but it's also much more efficient and much more whole and unified and um, immediate. Yeah, it, it's um, interesting because also it's what you're describing reminds me of people talk about, and I've even talked about being in our flow, right? And those times where everything just seems aligned and like you notice more synchronicity and all of these things. And again, with oftentimes not realizing that we can bring ourselves into those um, states of awareness and experience, and it's not just some random offshoot or act. Yes, yes. I love uh, Dr. Joe just recently said in one of our classes that um, what we call miracles is actually creating outside of convention. Mm. Which I think is so practical, you know, it's not like, oh, a miracle has happened. Yes, there is a mystery that I'm going to bow to every day. The big magic is awesome. I'd much rather give myself over for it to have me and guide me than some I, little I, me, mine perspective that's trying to control and make things happen. And we can learn the formula, we can learn the process, and then wire and fire and build the circuitry in our brain in the infinite right, miracle of our nervous system and how we're even here in these miraculous bodies. We can learn and entrain to create in such a way where we are creating outside of convention, where we are learning how to uh, on... I would say like on loving command because it's not a command that's forceful, but it is a learned practice where we can learn how to find and stay in those flow states, in that zone, in that current of grace. There's an emotional state that goes with it. 
There's um, mental and brainwave states that go with it. And we can learn and become the playful, childlike, curious alchemists of our own lives. You know, um, you mentioned rewiring, and that, again, is something that's talked about often. And I just want to make sure people really get that. Like, we have this potential and this capacity. And I I love, um, like, your work and all of these different things because it's all helping us to understand our design, right? Which, again, helps us to... Uh, <laughs> be more connected to how we're creating, how we're functioning and experiencing life. But you also mentioned practice. And I always think that's such an important component. But the beauty of these types of practices, it's the more we do it, the easier it is to click into these states or to, um, I guess, kind of hold it regularly, you know, where it doesn't, it starts to feel less like you're going in and out of those states where it starts to literally shift your whole beingness. And it's, it is, it's like that shifting of mind. It is. It definitely is. And it shifts the baseline is one of the ways I experience what you're saying is that um, an example I can give might be of a client who is, uh, has a tendency towards anxiety and negative thinking and very fear-based and has uh, maybe some patterning around guilt and shame, is not connected to their creative life. So over the course of, first of all, waking up, awareness, shining that light of awareness is always already such a powerful shift. Because then we have to kind of spy on our subconscious inner dialogue. And sometimes it will take some time of deprogramming, of unlearning, of starting to have that witness state that can say, oh my goodness, there I go again, running worry and negativity and getting overly mental. So starting to do some practices like, I mean, there's so many, I'm just going to pull one out of the ethers. So when I notice that starts to happening, I go outside and I put my feet on the earth. I connect my my life force and my awareness out instead of narrow thinking I connect out to the sky and the sun I take a few deep breaths maybe I shake and vibrate my body and get that mental energy circulating through the physical form maybe I even do a little tai chi or qigong type movement and move like the trees and the wind right then I start to put a practice whether it's a sacred interruption or first thing in the morning when we wake up that first thing in the morning, right when we're coming out of sleep, and then right when we're dipping into sleep at night, that's the place where we can reprogram, right? So we start to recognize what is it that I'm shifting? Okay, I know who don't I want to be? Negative, worrying, uh, self-judgment, over-mental. Who do I want to be? More alive, more connected to my gratitude, breathing more deeply, dancing more, playing more. We start to reprogram both our mind, but then also our actions, yes. right? So you said it so well, we are, uh, we're wavical beings, we're particle yeah. and we're waves, we're electromagnetic. And when that comes alive in the body and over time we put practices that are reprogramming, creating new circuits of brain wire and fire together, right? So when we do that and we're firing and wiring together, we're creating new states and pathways through which becomes a way of life. Yeah, so this is the thing, because you've given some beautiful examples, and I want to talk about this because it's interesting in the book, 
um, like you said, I just want to point out for everyone, it's a 90-day journal. So you are very involved in this process and you give at the beginning uh, these different practices that you'll also find throughout the book as you go. So there's two things um, with this. One, I love that it gives a variety of how we get into these different states because, you know, different people may feel drawn to doing different things, but it also interrupts patterns of, um, I think sometimes we get so stuck in, I have to do this this way every day in a very routine way. And then we come out of the experience and we get so into just the functioning on autopilot, like we've already done so much in the past. Right. And the way you've designed this is every day, there's a different way of using these tools. So I really appreciated that. But I wanted to talk to you about the different sections because there were five. You had the foundational activities, life practices, energy medicine bundle, quantum wildcard practices, and then the touchstones. So was it the work that you've experienced over time and what you've um, experienced with clients that helped you come up with this arrangement of tools in the book? Yes, and so everything that is in the book comes from direct experience, my own direct experience of like, wow, this is what has really worked over the years to just fine tune my life to feel like I am thriving. Yeah. Even the ups and downs are, you know, there's a baseline of love and joy and flow in my life, period. In my clients as well, seeing what really works, um, pulling together a, a, a treasure trove of practices that are going to stimulate and activate and bring in novelty and play and creativity on all levels of our beings, emotional, mental, expressive, sound, voice, movement, uh, nervous system, activation and optimization, um, energy, medicine, experience, expression so that we can articulate, right? Because it's one thing to have an awakened heart. It's another thing to be able to articulate that and bring that out into the world in a way that fulfills us and also yeah. is serving others. So all of those places are touched, but then really the process of bringing together what's in that book was divinely inspired. It was me sitting in my studio with a couple hundred different possibilities and saying, okay, you show me what you want in there. Show me the order. Let's have some fun. Yeah. And it really following the flow of invisible guidance that brought that together. Well, I have to tell you, one of the things I thought was really cool about this book too is because in the last few years, um, one thing that's become very popular to help people go into a meditative state are things like uh, meditation coloring books. And even when I uh, study my tarot cards, I have a tarot coloring book, which I love, I, you know, and but I like that this really brings you in, involving you in different ways. So while, yeah, there are um, areas where you may create your own mandala, and then you have some days where it's like free expression, but there's, again, you're working with various levels of our functionality, because then there are, you know, the breathing exercises, the dance, like you said, but also journaling. So it really brings into play all of these different layers of us. So I think it also kind of expands and widens that understanding of how we're working all the way around, like full bodied. 
Definitely. And I am a lover. I stand for love and I stand for wholeness. Mm -hmm. There is so much that's possible for us that I I want everyone to find in their own unique way how they can live as whole beings and whole expression, you know, and those mandalas where I I can't tell you how many people look at an empty circle and just don't know what to put in it and to even just that practice of being able to show up to emptiness to show up to the unknown, to the invisible, to learn how to bring, we're doing it all the time, we're just not doing it consciously. Everything comes from nothing. Everything is is first created on the invisible realm. So it's really a, a practice that it can even seem like, oh, this journal, I did these practices, they totally uplifted my life. But the bigger leap is how do we step into the living, waking, walking meditation of life and realize that we are conscious co-creators. And, yeah. and that's, that's a lifelong uh, endeavor. It's not something that um, I pretend to have mastery of, though it is a much more empowering perspective than being a victim to circumstances. Well, that's one of the things I love about this work is because you notice, I mean, you're constantly evolving, you're constantly changing, like there's always something to expand into, you know, and that's what I think makes it very exciting because you have no idea like how things are going to change and shift. It's just like being in the experience of it all. But it's funny you say about seeing the empty circles on the pages. Yeah, that was honestly when I saw it, I was like, man okay, I'm not an artist, like what's going to happen? So I had to get past that, of course. And what I found was not only was I in a very meditative state, but it was freeing. And initially it was like, you know, I had to allow myself to be beyond the judgment of like, is this going to be pretty? Like, is it messy? Am I? uh, And so I kind of laughed throughout the process of how much just that practice um, gave me a different way of looking at critical or criticism, like how critical I can be about like, is this just right? Like, does it look, you know, and just letting it be whatever it is and just letting it, you know, and so I was surprised a lot of times at what I ended up putting inside those circles. And um, another thing I want to talk about, because I really love the different exercises that you share because there are different ways of even meditating, different ways of doing practices that some people may already do. But one of my favorites is the unity coherence. Mm. I have to say that was one of my absolute favorites and talk about experiencing what we're talking about beyond just the words. So in your work that you do with people, have you noticed that there are certain people that just seem to gravitate or click more with different practices or does it seem to be that all of these work with us in different levels? I think both are true. Yeah. That sometimes we will gravitate toward what we uh, consider more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. And so some may feel like, Oh, I really gravitate towards the writing because I'm more comfortable with writing than with drawing or I gravitate more towards the eye open meditations because I just can't meditate with my eyes closed or etc. sounding, singing, making music. I mean, some of these things terrify some people. Right. Uh, but I would say that sometimes the things that we have the most resistance to are the biggest doorways to our breakthrough. So that's why I encourage everyone to experiment with everything. 
Um, and then really, you know, coming from, coming from the heart with it so that we can hold a space for ourselves just like we would for a little child that's just exploring their, their sound, that's just exploring their ability to, uh, to put color on a page. Like this is really having to drop the, um, again, the mind of separation, uh-huh. the analytical part of our brain that's always going to come into judgment, definition, measurement, good, bad, right, wrong. It, it, there's no place for it in our unlimited nature. Our unlimited nature thrives on wholeness, compassion, acceptance, uh, gratitude, wonder, awe, possibilities, right? So that's where we have to keep steering ourselves to so that we can be like a loving, like the ultimate parent or guide or mentor that has so much space for even some of us as adults. We were either shamed or criticized or ridiculed, if not by someone directly, by the narrow limitations of our conditioning and culture. Right. So we've got to unlearn that, deprogram that, and really choose beyond it. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I want to go back to, I meant to tell you this, but I don't, I glazed over it. But with the unity coherence, um, one of the things about that practice that I love so much is it really brings you into that space of, we talk about surrender all the time. Like, how do we, how do you surrender? And how do we learn to trust? Because again, a lot of times we're afraid or creating from that fear space because we're afraid like we have to control the outcome and not trusting that things will unfold in like, you know, a divine order even. So in this particular practice, um, there's even a mantra with it, like my will and your will are as one. I think that's loosely what it, but I just thought like, wow, what a beautiful meditation and also um, mantra along with that, that helps us to release that control that we've, become so imprisoned by yeah i love how you're you're doing this as you <laughs> say that so that's beautiful you know uh, because the body is our temple an altar it's our magic wand i like to call it sometimes this conduit of being that when we consider the mind of separation the mm-hmm. analytical the even the fight or flight um survival chemistry yeah. That's all mental energy and that in esoteric anatomy, mental energy lives in the navel. It lives in the solar plexus, right? We think about yes. mental energy, but in esoteric anatomy, as we've tracked it through many different uh, perspectives, Asian, indigenous, shamanic, etc. So that the, and that's like that, that gut feeling, right? That mm-hmm fight or flight survival chemistry. Again, it's the slower, more dense frequencies that are the lower centers of the body that are the particle reality that make up the I, the individuated self, right? right? Uh, It's like the USA. And sometimes I think of it as like, it's the rugged individual. But when we come into the heart awareness, you are just doing this beautiful motion. The heart is beyond the density of survival chemistry. The heart is unity consciousness. It's the we, it's the us, it's gratitude, it's compassion, it's love. And so when we bring our awareness, even by nature of touching our hearts, I love this. This should be one of your body mudras. (laughs) Yeah. Of, oh, this is how I move from fear to love. Remove the veils of 
fight, flight, survival, bring the energy up from the lower centers, from the I to the we to the us, where we can feel I am a part of something miraculous. I'm connected to everything. Love lives here. And to learn how to see through the eye of the heart, not the eye of the individual. This is where my will and thy will are one. Yes, you're reminding me of too. I love the open circuit meditation. That's another one that I love so much. But you know what I also found interesting? Um, because I've been, I started this in July and I still have, you know, ways to go. And I started noticing in the uh, mandalas that I was creating, there were certain patterns that would reappear in them, you know, and it's interesting of just looking at it from the space of like, what's coming through my, you know, subconscious mind. Like there were a lot of spirals and a lot of reference to um, nature, like in sun, moon, and stars, and all of these different patternings that were coming through. And even though I didn't really know why, there was something about that that just made me happy inside. I don't know if it's the release of it or just getting it out and seeing it visually, but I really did enjoy it much more than I would have ever expected. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's true. You don't need to know why, mm-hmm. right? The mind seeks to understand, but the soul and the heart, it is, it is just the experience of receiving those um, visual reflections of the patterning. It's sacred patterning. Mm-hmm. Whether it looks uh, what we would judge as beautiful or product art. It's not product art. This is the process of bringing what's on the inside out. Just by nature of drawing in a circle instead of a square, we're able to invite wholeness. And in the unified field, the quantum field, a really simple way to explain it is that it is a field of energy and information. And information, when it coalesces into coherent energy, takes the form of patterns sometimes geometric patterns, patterns like uh, the flower of life, Mm -hmm. right? Or the dotectrohedron or different beautiful sacred geometry that's also reflected in crystals of water that have been loved and revered and and reverent. So it's amazing that we are nature, right? You are the stars and the moon and the cosmos. So how beautiful that even just the process brings us into a deeper state of wholeness and unity consciousness and uh, peace. Well, you know, it's so funny. I was going to tell you this anyway, but it just dawned on me because your book, it says practices to activate an unlimited life. And in doing this work, it actually helped me work through a personal limitation. And so I want to thank you for this because there is a certain project that I've been talking about for years. Anyone who knows me knows. And I had this limitation of like, oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to do this thing. And, you know, just very, I mean, it's been years and I haven't done it. And through this process, there was a day where it dawned on me, like, of course you can do it. What are you saying? And it was that getting rid of um, and doing the mandalas for myself, letting go of that needing to be perfect and pretty and just really seeing the beauty and what is being created and how it's being expressed. So I am very thankful that I had a breakthrough unexpectedly around something that I've wanted to create for a long time. 
That is beautiful. That's so inspiring. Yeah, I see it. Whatever it is, already done for you. Thank you so much. So I do want to tell everyone, um, and if you can share with us the different ways that people can access this book, where they can get it and start their journey today. Sure. Yeah. And you know what I'll also tell you is that the 90 days is a more or less uh, estimated number on if you touch it daily, but you can take one month to do it. You can take a year to do it. And I have clients that have taken the full spectrum of that time. But that the, the important piece, of course, is you know, and I love it. So many people interview me and haven't touched the book other than read the introduction that you need to do it. Yes. Where the power is. It becomes your book, not my book. Right. And uh, you can find it on Amazon.com, Everyday Magnificent, Gabriella Masala. And also on my website, www.gabriellamasala.com. And it's also at Balboa Press. Beautiful. So I'm going to make sure to put those links in the description. And I have to say, it's such a beautiful book. I think, gosh, that is gorgeous. But I wanted to ask you too, before you go, because I know there's other work that you do out in the world. And so I would love for people to know about that. Um, one of the things that I find so interesting about your work are the play shops. So can you just share with people the work that you do with people one-on-one -on -one outside of the book? <laughs> Sure. Yes. Um, so I love to work with individuals. I keep a private practice and see, see clients both in my home studio as well as through Skype and uh, telephone and just love to dive in with people wherever they are on their evolutionary edge. And uh, people tend to find me when they're really ready to, to make a leap. Yeah. And, um, and, and I love to walk with them. And really a lot of my work is turning people back in towards their own deepest knowing and uh, empowering them to experience it from the inside out. So I'm not uh, on the outside doing anything to people. I'm really supporting them to, to light up from the inside out. And play shops, I love to work with groups, especially with women. I feel like the future is uh, being ushered in by amazing women who are lit up with their gifts and potential. And so we do, my goodness, everything from, um, from trance dance to soul dance to singing. I'm a song carrier and love to bring the sacred songs of the indigenous star nation and uh, earth renewal songs into the collective. I integrate all of the aspects of everyday magnificent. I'm also a lover of the art of placement <clears throat> and working with um, supporting people to make their homes into a living temple. Mm. It's specific to each person, but really making space for the sacred everywhere, the sacred art of placement. And really my love more recently is that my big dream is um around creating eco-villages, regenerative design, eco-villages, residential retreat learning centers with schools, with beautiful permaculture gardens, and creating fringe communities of people who are living um, the new paradigm and who are really serving as examples of how do we live in regenerative love relationship on the planet. That is really beautiful. And I know it's a possibility because there's... Um... I drove across country with my mom a few years ago and we stopped at this very interesting town. I think it was in Iowa, but it was a group of people and they had 
a shared belief. I think it had, it was kind of based or centered around a very particular type of meditation, but they literally created their own community. Um, I think, you know, the city has even been designated as an independent space as their own. They have everything, you know, they have homes and um, a meditation center where the whole community comes to. So yeah, it would be amazing to see something like that. Yeah, it's happening. Beautiful. Ah, I love it. Yes, it is happening. <laughs> that is really very beautiful. So one um, other thing I wanted to ask you about all of this and the work that you do, because I, I always think it's great to hear people's personal experience around it. Um, prior to you coming into the work that you do versus the experiences you've had now using these tools and others, what changes have you noticed in your own life or how has it impacted you in a way that causes you to want to share this with other people? It's mm, a great question. Oh, there's, there's so many that we don't have time for, for where I'd really love for us to go in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, but I'll say that um, I feel really grateful at this point in my life to be um, a living reference point for walking my talk mm. and that everyday magnificent isn't some lofty idea that's Pollyanna and just focused on the positive. It's a way of learning to, um, to be really sober in our awareness of energy and that I feel grateful that I've been able to learn how to be 100% responsible for my internal experience, no matter what is arising, and to be able to self-regulate and manage my energy, to be able to plug in to a greater source of life force from the inside out, but also from the outside in, and to circulate that energy in a way where I, I feel really grateful to have a baseline of being a being of love knowing that about myself, though I believe that's true for all of us, that we're these beautiful love beings that are here to light up and bring our greatest gifts to the world. And so I'm living that. Mm -hmm. I'm living it in a way where happiness and gratitude and um, exuberance is my natural state. And even though I have all kinds of ups and downs and challenges and initiations that anyone else does, how I'm able to uh, move through the world is living proof that if I can do it, any of us can do it. And that the more that we bring the fullness of our being to the forefront of our lives, the more that we become really sovereign and liberated beings that are reality artists. And we need all hands on deck right now. Yeah. Create a collective reality that is beautiful, that is loving, that is um, compassionate and collaborative. And yeah. You know, it's, it's beautiful you, hearing you say it that way. And it highlights for me how it's nice having so many different access points, right? Because mm -hmm. um, one of the things with the work that I've done over the years with energy work, meditation and these things, I always tell people the greatest gift in it is it helped me learn how to manage my own energy. Even having that record, I had no idea I could. And brought me into awareness and accountability for my mind. And I mean, not even don't even get to the actions yet, like literally what's generating in my consciousness and understanding how what's in my field 
is feeding into the field of everything, right? And so I am so appreciative for those aspects, exactly what you're saying. And what I found, again, unexpectedly in your book was, oh, and there's other ways to do this. And I'm just, you know, I love variety. And so it's very cool to see that we have all of these different um, ways, like life is screaming at us, getting or asking us to look in and understand our design. And just like you said in the beginning, I mean, something like just going outside in nature and really connecting with how is this working? You know, like trees are phenomenal to me. So it's beautiful um, that we have all of these resources and that you've also provided some other ways that we can come to understand ourselves. Definitely. I think we're a lot alike, you and yeah. I. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, the, the central nervous system, the brain, the heart, call it what you will, it loves variety. It loves novelty. And uh, there's no reason for us to get locked into any kinds of ruts or limitations or kind of collapse limited narratives of who we are. And um, when we start to mix it up and try new things, it just, it, it just expands. I almost see like a starburst energy. Yes. You no, know, it, um, it taps us into that which we are, which is an unlimited amazing miracle of life every single one of us yes and that's why i really appreciated that you have it set up that you're doing different things every day and it's not just this one repetitive pattern because i was thinking about this recently and that like how i love variety and i really appreciate that i've had the opportunity to study different things play with different things like even your book and because it does expand your lens. And I, I think a lot of times we get so rigid in our points of view because we have been taught in a lot of ways that, you know, there's a right way to do things and you have to follow just so narrow mindedly, right? Whatever it may be. And we get so consumed with that right and wrong. And it really takes us out of the freedom of like, wow, look at all that's available to us. Look at the unlimited potential that that we are. And I think these different things and trying in different ways and expressing and experiencing in different ways really cracks that open for us. It does. It does. And, and I love that it cracks it open uniquely. Right. But that's why the first 20 pages are practices and invitations to how to use the book. And the other 150 pages are empty templates for each person to fill out. And there's no knowing what, uh, what will evolve. And I've done the process of this book several times now because I want to know, is it still valid for me, right? And every time it opens me up to new places. And you said so beautifully around that, um, what I'll call the narrow band of reality that uh, some might say that our current state as humanity is a very controlled species. Mm -hmm. And so that as far as the, the mind of separation goes and the a species that's kept in fight and flight and survival, that's kept in a narrow, separate, uh, fixated pattern or program is very easy to control. Mm -hmm. And part of what this process keeps awakening in me at higher levels, more expanded levels of being, is being able to perceive more reality and, and uh, reality outside of the narrow band and really feeling 
the awareness that there is so much possible for us, even as a species, the, even, you know, the awareness that there was a time where we all believed that the earth was flat. Right. Right. And that now there's just little glimpses coming into the mainstream of, oh, of course, there's infinite life forms out there. Yes. Of course, in the 400 billion stars, just in the Milky Way alone, there's other solar systems and higher intelligent life. And that they've been here all along. But if we're in this like little narrow band of reality, we're not going to be able to feel what's real. And more than ever now with the, with the gosh, the immersion of virtual reality and fake news and uh, technology and all of these uh, artificial intelligences, it is so important that each of us get online and yes. open up to the fullness of what we know is real by heart and mm -hmm. blow our minds. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I think makes this all so why I feel like I am always in a state of wonder and like, ah, life is fascinating. And I think of things like that, that have been proven, right? So you think of people who were ahead of their time and they allowed themselves to access these other levels of consciousness and had these amazing downloads and people thought they were crazy. And then far past their life, people are like, oh, wow, that person was actually right. Or um, I think of something like there's a tribe in Africa, the Dogum tribe, and how they had the, um, they knew about our solar system in ways that we didn't have the technology to know. And then, I mean, of course, there's a lot of story to that. But then later, it was proven that they were right. So it's, it's always amazing to me, just being in possibility of potential and expansive creation like I, I i think it's exciting to know that like we're just barely scratching the surface and it's it's just amazing that's all <laughs> i love it it really is yeah and i love what you say about the possibility right so i'm not declaring today with you that oh i believe that there is the syrian star council and that the dog and tribe has always been in touch with them and that our ancestors are all star nations i'm not saying that that is a hardwired belief i am saying i'm so open to the possibility yes and it is so much more exciting to be open to the infinite potential of who we are and why we're here because if it's not relevant to how to live a more whole and embodied life of love, then for me, I don't know what's the point. Right. And yet for each of us in our own unique ways, as we give ourselves over to the creative awakening, the downloads that are ours to receive, the projects that are ours to do, this big dream that's yours to bring into manifestation that no one can do but you. Yes. Right? That that's what this energy is about, to get that for ourselves. Because when when would be a better time than now right now it's very true and i have to say this one last thing you're reminding me of as well i was uh speaking to someone not that long ago and she shared that it's funny how she was afraid of connecting with herself and trusting herself because she was you know told for so long how wrong and bad and all of these things that it was and for whatever reason she allowed herself to and a lot of fear that she was carrying now has started to dissipate because she understands herself beyond what she was told, but she had to have the experience personally to really understand her own potential and um, what may be misunderstood by some. So 
Yeah, I think, you know, the work that you're doing and the exercises in the book, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift to us to help all of us come online just a little more than where we are right now. So thank you for this book. Oh, thank you. And it's our work. You know, we're doing it together. We're in this together and it's an honor to connect and feel such resonance with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So of course, for everyone, I'm going to have Gabriella's um, website and ways to buy the book down in the show notes. So be sure to go down in the description, click on that, start your journey and let her know <laughs> what cracks open for you. So thank you so much, Gabriella, for being here. Thank you. It's been an honor, such a delight. Hey everyone, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation with Gabriella and you've had your own insights, some thoughts coming through. Um, one of the things about her is that Gabriella's evolutionary practices have accelerated her own soul-driven unlimited life. So when clients and colleagues began asking her to share, she created this book, Everyday Magnificent, and again, it's Practices to Activate an Unlimited Life. So if you want more information about Gabriella and her work, be sure to go to her website, gabriellamasala.com. You can go down in the show description and find the link. And if you do get the book and you go through these exercises yourself, be sure to share with her whatever your experiences may be. And if you want to join me with some other people in the medical Reiki training with Raven Keys here in San Diego in October, don't forget to go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com and sign up today. So that is it, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful new moon on Friday and remember to always journey in love. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.